0: Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. So today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, the Director of Pharmacy Procurement and Utilization with HCA, Angela Dyer. Angela received her PharmD from Virginia Commonwealth University and completed a residency and Executive Patient Safety Fellowship there. She has been the Director of Pharmacy for Williamson Medical Center in Franklin before joining HCA's Physician. Physician Services Group. Angela, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Larry.
0: Well, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps and tell us a little bit more about your personal life.
1: I'm startling. So I can say I'm actually originally from Tennessee. Um, I actually got my bachelor's degree um, from a local Tennessee University called Tennessee Tech. Um, and went to Virginia for my frondi and postgraduate. And it's uh, definitely like, like being back in Tennessee with the, all the different opportunities that um, I've had and certainly uh, current experience at HCA and, and particularly with the physician services group. Awesome. So,
0: Angela, the role that you're currently in as the director for pharmacy procurement and utilization is pretty new still. You've been there about a year or so. Can you tell us a little bit more about that role and kind of your journey to that position?
1: Sure. Um it is, it's interesting. So um, so my PGY-1 was in community ambulatory. Um, so I, I started off um, in an independent setting where we did a lot of clinical services. Um, we actually had a connection as well to um, the local school of pharmacy at Virginia Commonwealth University. So my practice site was Buford Road Pharmacy. Um, and it was a great independent practice where we were doing clinical services, we actually had wholesale pharmacy, long-term care, compounding, so a lot of different uh, things going on at that place. But it was a lot of great experiences. Uh, so I started off with that, kind of ventured into um, sort of managed care with uh, it, with working with Blue Cross and Blue Shield in their disease state management. It was very nurse-driven, but protocol-driven. But it was also an opportunity for pharmacists to work on guidelines, working on with the disease states that uh, you know that were kind of those highest cost, you know, highest risk uh, patients um, within the organizations, of the folks that were using Blue Cross and Blue Shield. So it was a really kind of small group, but it was kind of really focused on uh, D.C. state management. So having that kind of sort of uh, ambulatory experience kind of helped in that position, um, and then when we moved back to Tennessee, I actually had reached out to one of the local uh, community hospital because they, um, they uh, were looking for a PRN position and they actually happened to have a, a position in anticoag. And because of my sort of amcare experience up to that point, um, they thought that I would be suited for that. And it was kind of a hyper position. So it was outpatient management of orthopedic patients on anticoag, then also following them um, on the inpatient to outpatient. So it was kind of like a sort of a transition of care type thing, but, um, it was mostly, you know, working with orthopedic patients. And then eventually we branched that out to get to work with vascular and some cardiovascular patients, but mostly with our, our, ortho. Um, and from that kind of managing that clinic and kind of expanding what we were doing within our COAG, I ended up in operations on the inpatient side. So it's kind of interesting how I went from community ambulatory to inpatient, but, mm-hmm. um, but it gave me a really great experience in the operations. I really love how things work and, and move and understanding pharmacy, but also understanding how things run and making sure that it's kind of all you know running smoothly, it's connected, you know, where to where to find that resource, how to, how to make this, you know, happen, how can we do that and kind of bridging all that together. And so understanding that I love that part of it. When there was an opportunity to become a director, I, I shifted in that spot. Um, and during that time that I was director, we did a, a lot of great things. A lot of things were happening at this local community hospital. And even though it's community, there's a lot of um, great things that, that this, this hospital is very well supported by. And so we had actually, um, they opened up a children's hospital Um, the time that I was director, we actually did a conversion of our automated cabinets. We expanded a lot of our services into the OR, um, worked on a pilot for hopefully getting MedRec into the ER. We also worked on um, getting a residency started there at the hospital. There were a lot of different things, a lot of great things going on. There's a robust antimicrobial stewardship. So Having that experience on the inpatient side, um, I had done a lot, probably in a almost a almost a two year period than most people do as a director wow. in ten years.
0: Absolutely, so,
1: <laughs> I was looking for an opportunity, and so uh, and I really kind of like I said, like I like the operation side. I also love medication, you know, safety um, and kind of looking at that. And that's one of those things as a director of pharmacy. You you do work with the quality department, the risk department, um, you know, so you prepare for surveys. You do all these things that around med management, around all those things and so I, I really enjoyed that that part of it um, and I just happened to look because you know sometimes, when you, when you're, when you are doing operations and you think about that, some of the skill sets that you're sometimes may not be your strong points, like with folks, like you have do you have to deal with staff and be a liaison at other departments. And, and, and that's the sociable piece of it. And I, and I really enjoyed that piece, but sometimes I, I just, you know, wanted to look at, okay, I need to go back to ambulatory. And so, um, this opportunity at HCA, the physician services group, and it's kind of a, a sort of a newer space. I think physician services has been around for a long time and the quality department itself has actually been around for almost five years Um, and I joined the team about a year ago as the pharmacist on the team, and so I, I support their medication safety efforts. So all that to say that my career, all the experiences that I've had, kind of had led up to experiences that are kind of all wrapped into one into what I'm doing right now. So I'm kind of, I even though I'm in the quality department, I do bridge some of the stuff that affects operations, right? So um, and, and so purchasing and, and kind of some of those endeavors. But you know, obviously, with the medication safety hat is my main focus. And so that's kind of the circuitous route that I got. To where I'm at right now, but that's the main focus. Like I said, is, is quality and helping the physician practices. You know, have safe medication use, and you know what can we do to support them and the and, and in my team that I work on. Um, I, I'm involved with a really great team. It's it's it, um, it's a lot of nurse directors of nursing that were previous, or I should say, former DONs that um, have had their experience that bring to the table, so they can help. Oversee for their different um, different areas of the country, where they kind of help as a resource and. Certainly, having the nursing experience, they maintain you know in the practices as a resource, and so if there's any medication questions, I'm their resource. So I'm on a really great team um, with those folks, and then part of our quality team, we also um, have a government's program team, and they also look at how are we meeting um, you know all the changes with MACRA and and um, you know all the things that are coming through in healthcare. Um, We also look in in our quality department, we look at risk management. How can we also reduce the risk for our practitioners? Um, so there's a lot of great things that we're doing. And I think there's a lot of opportunity to continue to develop because on the inpatient side, you've got joint commission, you've got all these regulations, and there's a lot of great history and a lot of you know information that's out there from a lot of the organizational bodies that, that have all of these things in place. Mm-hmm. But the ambulatory side, you still have got some things that, you know, we're kind of looking at. And so I think that's where there's a great opportunity for us to kind of help standardize some of those things and provide guidance. And so that's kind of what I'm doing now. I'm sorry, that's a long winded answer, but that's, that's what I'm doing today.
0: That's so fascinating. I love hearing all of the collaborative work that you all are doing over at HCA and and that multidisciplinary team. Um, You're doing a lot of great things. Can you tell us maybe some, what are the big initiatives that you're working on over there at HCA right now?
1: So I can say um, some of some of the things that um, have been tried to be put in place. Um, so we, when you look at the physician practice, I mean. And you look at medications. There's a couple of I think of simple buckets to kind of think about. So if they're purchasing medications, how are they purchasing? Are we making sure we're purchasing from a appropriate vendors, vendors that are are vetted, you know, that are able to produce their pedigree um, for the items that they're, um, you know, that they're distributing to you. So there's the purchasing component. I think about. Pharmaceutical waste is another thing that we try to make sure that it's standardized and to make sure we're compliant with. So that's one of the things that I, I try to focus on. Some of the regulatory pieces besides farm waste, um, you know, looking at, I guess, the safe medication piece, right? So there's the, the quality component. How are we storing our medications? How are we, we do actually um, have a ambulatory um, EHR Pharmacists. There's a couple of pharmacists in our informatics piece, so they they look at it from that angle. But I'm looking at it more from an operational, Mm -hmm. you know, day-to-day piece. And so, um, you know, looking at how we're purchasing, what we're purchasing, you know, are we purchasing high-risk medications? Are we purchasing? Are we utilizing high alerts in the practice um, are we dispensing which we don't really have um, any practices that are, are doing that but we're always acquiring and so um, you know we there's a potential or, or some that may have had that or you know there might be a market or, or need for that at some point so um, so those are some of the things that that I would consider just some of those buckets of compliance um, with purchasing and farm waste and then, um, you know, the quality of the medications and, and how we're utilizing them in the practice. So those are some of the things that I would look at on a day-to-day.
0: Absolutely. So what are some maybe specific skills that you've acquired along your career that have really lent itself well to your current role?
1: I, I go back to, you know, you're in the community and you 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 know how um, insurance is adjudicated, how insurance works. Um, and from that independent practice, you know, being exposed to wholesale pharmacy, I would never have expected, um, you know, to understand some of that. Um, but understanding some of the business side of that um, has been helpful as you know, in a, in a director role and kind of watching all the implementations and seeing how automation works, um, not necessarily automations in the physician practices right now, but understanding how it integrated with the um, with the EHR, you know, understanding how we also purchase medications is different on the hospital side versus an independent side. Um, and so kind of understanding how that all works and how things are integrated, um, you know, within the system and, and um, especially with EHR, understanding how drug interactions and, and things that you you know you have these systems in place that are tools that that help you in understanding. Okay, well, how is that applicable in the outpatient setting? And, and actually, I would say one of the great things with um, with HCA is that they um you know they have a, a robust um, informatics um, ITNS team, and so um, mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of great uh, you know support in that. So that just kind of see like so you don't really have to necessarily have to see that as far as integrating and being involved in that piece of it, but understanding how it all works together. So kind of taking a little bit of from like understanding how community works and understanding how inpatient works. And honestly, it really kind of is a marriage, um, you know, in this particular setting because, you know, you, you kind of understand that because a physician sometimes may practice, you know, obviously they have their, their practice and their their um, where they see their patients but then also sometimes they might float into the inpatient so understanding how some of that intertwines together kind of gives that a unique perspective because sometimes there might be an initiative that's going on the inpatient that we might be able to transfer um, you know coordinate also on the outpatient side so kind of understanding all that's been very helpful.
0: Absolutely. And I think, you know, some of the relationship skills that you've been able to develop have have clearly been able to to suit you well in this role when you're, I guess, one of the only pharmacists uh, in the physician services management team. Is that correct?
1: Yes, I'm the only one on the quality team. And uh, yes. there actually are a couple in the informatics um, in the, that side. So yeah, we definitely different roles, but
0: Yeah, kind of pioneered your way. That's awesome. And so, Angela, we met through um, Dispensary of Hope's Open House, and that's the organization that I work with. And you came and represented uh, HCA, which is uh, definitely a a great partner of ours, and you're now serving as a member of Dispensary of Hope's uh, Pharmacist Advisory Council. Are there any other groups that you've been involved with throughout your career that have been influential or that you feel like you've kind of, that have either, have either made an impact on you or, or you feel like you've really made an impact in?
1: Well, certainly. I mean, I've, I've always tried to, to be a part of the local state associations, um, mm. Virginia pharmacists association and the Tennessee pharmacists association. I think both of them are really great um, in providing support to, um, the pharmacy practice in our states and trying to push forward and in, in helping us practice at the top of our license. Um, I've definitely really en- enjoyed my experience with that. Um, I've also been involved with um, the American Pharmacists Association early on outside of residency. I um, participated in the, um, the Pharmacy Practice Academy, if you will, and so that was a great experience in making some connections there. Um, and, and just kind of same thing, I think you know, having that umbrella, the the you know, APHA is, is also very much uh, involved in pushing our profession forward and, and doing a lot of lobbying for us. And then you know, from a clinical perspective, I, I have I have been involved with ASHP, um, not as much in a leadership role with them, but you know, just keeping up to date and participating in their their special interest groups that they have, um, you know, like their listers, And so it's always great to kind of see some of that information and share information. One of the things I know that we kind of sort of got involved in, and I'm kind of sort of still kind of keeping loose, loose ties, but because it's not necessarily my focus, but, um, even the, the Tennessee Hospital Association has a pharmacy collaborative, um, that, that gets together and they keep adding, um, people to that group and it's I think it's a really great resource because they talk about some initiatives you know that we're doing as a state but also it's relevant to pharmacy practice so looking at the opioid crisis looking at um, you know know, stewardship Um, so some of those are things that that I've made try to maintain and keep um, in contact Um, and then you know if there's any opportunity I've always enjoyed you know precepting students and and residents and so i've kind of those you know kind of ties and experiences has has always been helpful and, and always you know enjoy getting to meet people and especially like opportunities like to meet you and um you know being getting involved in other things so that that's kind of been my experience
0: well, the profession is is certainly lucky to have you um, be so involved and you've had such a, a successful impact on pharmacy uh, so far. but what has been one of the failures in your career and and what lessons did you learn from that?
1: Um, certainly so i'll I'll be very honest and and, and open. Um, so one of the things that I'd say for me is, and I think that we don't get a lot of it in school, I think is, is, is managing people. Right. Um, and I think that that's, that's a hard thing because sometimes you want to be, Empathetic um, to your, you know, teammates, to the people you're supervising. I think when you get in that supervisory role, you know, even as a, you know, as a pharmacist on the bench, where you know you've got a, you know, pharmacist technician, a closer relationship, or than, or when you're managing, you know, a large number of people trying to understand and trying to um, be that liaison between, you know, you, you do have a disparity between education levels sometimes. And so I think that's very hard. Um, You know, everybody comes from different walks of life. And so trying, trying to do that, you'd like to think that your personality and who you are upbringing and your, you know, your religion and all those things would, would help to, to help that. But sometimes I think that's where I feel like I could use a lot more, work um an improvement on but certainly I, I wouldn't trade the experiences that I've had in the past but I'd say that's probably somewhere I feel like I fall short a little bit where I could I could definitely use some um help and I think that's one of the things you know when it, before I left um just kind of want to watch your your workload and I feel like I kind of let some of that kind of seep in to create a, uh, an unfair work life balance for my family so I kind of feel like I failed there a little bit and and not you still enjoying the the profession but getting caught up in the you know, the management of people and I think that's hard and then I let it impact my family. And so, you know, kind of kinda of looking at that and, and taking that kind of look and 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 seeing, you know, what can you do to change that, so
0: Thank you for being being honest about that. I think that that's definitely uh, a struggle um for for a lot of pharmacists, and I think that a lot of people could definitely relate to that being a challenge. And you know I, I think that uh, having great mentors and kind of you know even talking about kind of techniques and things with other peers who are also uh, managing others has been helpful, um, in cases for me. And and I'm sure that you've probably kind of found, um, the same tell us maybe about some of the bigger successes in your career and what are some of the takeaways from that? And, and why are you most proud of those?
1: Oh, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I feel like I've had a lot of really good, experiences to lead me up to I always feel like every experience that you have builds on to the next opportunity that you have and so I can't really just that's that's kind of more of a generalization but specifically sometimes I I think about like you're saying the impact and the the relationships that you build with you know a lot of the students and the residents Um, and sometimes I feel like that's the six that that to me is a rewarding success because I'm still in touch with um, the very first resident that I uh, was a preceptor for, my second, and I'm I'm very close with them still to this day. Like, I actually saw both of them this year, and it's been almost, say, like, it was 13 years ago, um, when I had my first residence. So, um, it was, you know, just to still stay in touch with that. And then a lot of the students that I still have in touch with, I recommended to go to a residency and, you know, and to see them and watch them be successful. And I feel like that that's what I'm most proud of is, is just having those opportunities to have those experiences with those folks and watch them be successful and know that, Hey, I kind of helped, you know, be a, be a part of, you know, mentoring them. And so, I feel like that's that's the success um, as far as the profession and that's the most rewarding piece. And then, you know, and just enjoying pharmacy. I've, you know, I know some people, I've got some friends that have stayed in retail since we graduated and they love it, but I'm one of those that I, I really enjoy. What is that next opportunity? Where can we help? Uh, where can I help? What What is something that, you know, could really um, use a pharmacist perspective. And so those are the things that I I look for. And I feel like each experience, like I said before, kind of builds on the next. And so I'm really happy to be where I'm at now. And then um, I know that we are looking at opportunities. I hope to have a resident. Um, And like before I left uh, Williamson, I know we were in the process of actually starting our first residency class. We've gone through the whole pre-application process. And I can't, I helped get it started. I can't take a lot. I can't take any credit for it. Actually. I think really uh, the lady that's, that's taking uh, the full, you know, the RPD, the, the residency program director, she did a, a tremendous job getting that started, but, you know, helping create those relationships, you know, with Belmont and uh, to try to get that position started. I think that was kind of a, a great, I felt like it was a great success in my previous job. So I don't know if that answers your question, but hopefully that kind of it's a roundabout way, but.
0: It does. I think that you, you've had many successes and, and I think that that's so wonderful that you're helping to kind of grow the next generation of pharmacists and, you know, having that meaningful impact in relationship with um, students is uh, such an important part of your daily kind of drive and, and giving back and, and paying that forward. So, so many great things here that you've been able to to do how do you stay current about what's going on in healthcare right now, and and more specifically within the pharmacy field?
1: Wow, that is that is a challenge. I will say, I you know, I sometimes I feel like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I don't remember learning that. Where did this drug come out? Um, so there's a lot of information. I, I I still struggle with that. A couple of things I think I've tried that that help. Certainly, I think staying part of the um engaged with the professions i mean especially like you know kind of figuring out where you're getting your information from right so what you're looking for as far as is it something law is it something cl- you know clinical um you know those are those are things that you know just trying to I, kind of compartmentalize that a lot of times looking at ASHP, looking at, um, ACCP for some of the clinical stuff that I'm looking at. Um, especially cause I'm, I, you know, I, I do have a board certification in ambulatory care. Um, and so, you know, you require to get some of those hours. And I think that's been very helpful. I mean, they're certainly in, in, you know, a little bit more than just your regular, let's just do a CE for an hour type thing or going to, you know, a conference. But I think that's been helpful you know, having that certification that kind of pushes me to do that. I'm even seeking out extra certificates or certificate programs that, that kind of help challenge me a little bit. But even being part of the organizations, you know, there's a lot of like listservs and and things that are more into your special interest group. And I think sharing that information, seeing what others are asking out in the field, I think has been helpful and keeps me current um, and relevant. Um, And just kind of knowing like, you know, like now that I'm really focused in quality, it's not that I didn't before as a, as a, as a director of pharmacy, because you're technically the medical, um, excuse me, medication safety officer. Um, And so, you know, looking to like ISMP, just trying to keep you know, looking at the things that I know that are pertinent to what I'm doing um, that I think that's been, been helpful.
0: And there's a lot to stay on top of. It sounds like like you've got your your source for everything. That was some great pearls of wisdom there. Uh, what are some of the things that really are exciting to you about the future of pharmacy?
1: Oh, uh, I, I, I every day I'm like, oh, is somebody going to get you know, like a collaborative practice? I love seeing that, you know, and I've been very lucky in the states that I've that I'm licensed in, I should say. I'm still licensed in Virginia and Tennessee. And so the fact that those are there, the fact that a lot of states have that, um, just seeing like our professions are trying to do for us, uh, for getting us to be able to practice the top of our license with, you know, with MTM, with provider status. I love seeing where we're going. I love seeing that we are going to be an integral part of inpatient care and looking as, as part of that, that team and having that pharmacist on the team, Think with transitions of care, care coordination, I think all those things would do include us. Uh, you're, you're seeing some of the programs that are coming, I think, for, you know, for, uh, I don't want to say, like, like with MACRA and, um, you know, there's some things that I think have opportunity for pharmacists and having impact in medication that it, I think there's a lot of great opportunities for us. And I know I keep saying that, but I, I really, I'm very excited because it's always ever changing. And I think as we start to see, not a generational shift, but even in the last five years of of being in the different settings, just the openness and reception to having a pharmacist on the team as a resource, uh, it feels very. There are a lot of the folks that I've maybe I've just been very lucky in the the places that I've been that they've just been very welcoming and very open, and they're like, "Yeah, let's do that." And I think. By having that support, I think there's a lot of things that we're going to be able to do in a lot of different settings. Um, I think that hopefully the schools are teaching that to the students, and hopefully we continue to get um, you know support from our legislature and from you know from a national presence to to move forward. So I think I think there's a lot of great things.
0: There certainly are a lot of great things, and I've got one final question for you as we're kind of wrapping up our our podcast session. So what is some advice that you would tell your younger self and for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career?
1: Definitely take every experience that you can, any opportunity that you have, try to try to experience it and take it as far as pharmacy goes. Like I, like I said, I've gone to some different places, but I wouldn't have um, not gotten to where I'm at now if I didn't try those things. And I think I would have told myself, you know, just definitely be open, con- you know, continue to take the opportunity when it presents itself. Cause I think what I originally thought that I was going to do when I was in pharmacy school, I was going to be this like inpatient clinician type thing. I was really driven to do that. And then now it's kind of, um, I would ne- never, never see myself technically in, in management or let alone operational type role. So I would just say be open and willing to try and just let, let it let it see where it goes
0: i totally agree and uh, just taking advantage of of those opportunities and putting yourself out there and just such a pleasure to to have you on the talk to your pharmacist podcast i i'm so thankful for your time today angela
1: thanks for inviting me Hilary.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.